Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Hey guys, look, a little bit of business before we get started. Uh, I got like, we got halfway through recording the episode you're about to hear. It was intended to be a double episode, so you're going to hear what would have been part one. Um, We got ready to do part two, and as we're recording, um, the whole thing just kind of like crunches out, and the audio is unusable, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. There was technical difficulties. The Borg assimilated us. I don't know. Um, But uh, the problem with that is that we referred to like the 10 worst Star Trek episodes, which is going to be the second half we talked about, and that we did record that and we did it and we thought about like maybe we were like we'll record it again um and we figured that would just like it'd be fakey and we don't really want to do that and like we'd be forcing it and that's not our show so um the good news is is that the first part is a full-length episode um and so you'll be able to hear it um and it is really good so uh without further ado uh enjoy track off Welcome to Check Out. My name is Justin, and my name is Alexia. And today, I'm actually, okay. I'm, I, I am actually, in fact, drinking whipped cream vodka as oh, we're talking. Day. And you yeah. and I've been talking for like 20 minutes, and I didn't mention that to you, but I am actually. I might have. I, you know what? I felt it. You felt it. You re- did you really? Are you saying that just for the show, or did you really feel that? Like, uh, maybe... no, I, I did. <laughs> so so i want to do something i want to start off something um i found this i got to give credit words to i listened to uh uh as a surprise to nobody um i listened to uh, <laughs> a, a, a star wars podcast uh called rebel wow. force radio and uh on wow, rebel for-, for sure on Rebel Force Radio, it's about Star Wars, of course. And on Rebel Force Radio, they uh, they've taken a bit from Jimmy Kimmel, where he's been playing back Trump speeches uh, <laughs> in, at at one point five, uh, rather at uh, at half speed, and it sounds. Are we going to talk about politics? Are we going to do that? Uh, no, no, we're not. We're not at all. Oh, but it yeah. ma- it makes him sound drunk. <laughs> and then they started playing their own show and playing it at half speed, and it makes them sound drunk. So I thought uh, I'm going to go to our uh, review of Star Trek Beyond, and. Uh, we're just going to see what we sound like. Here's a drunk Justin and Alexia reviewing Star Trek Beyond uh, from two episodes ago. Here, check this out. I like the beats and the screaming. I was like, right? Yeah, <laughs> immediately, immediately. Again! Like, remember, it's so interesting because we had talked about this specifically. And remember what I had said would be acceptable. I was like, you know what? If it was, like, not Starfleet personnel on a Starfleet ship that, like, 
are I don't actually sound like that when I'm drunk to the record. Something weird that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like I would like if like I said like on Firefly it would <laughs> Firefly. Like, I'm apparently not only drunk but slightly country. Meant? Like it really felt like she feels like <laughs> I should enunciate. Like I feel like after listening to like, this, I'm going to over enunciate everything I say. I'm finding something. <laughs> so like like I I did this with every podcast I owned. <laughs> I, I, oh my truly, God. I, spent, I spent a good like hour and a half as I was as I was <laughs> like 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 driving and cleaning and whatever, listening to podcasts I'd already listened to, but at like one point like zero point five speed. Wow. It is so great. It is so great. It's just it's, it's yeah, it's it's bizarre how that sounds somehow. Like, oh, so... like I don't sound like that when I'm drunk though. Not at all. No, no. Because we've done listen, you want to hear what we sound like drunk? Listen to like the first third of our episodes. Right. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I got news for you. Um <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like if anything, when I'm drunk, I tend to actually talk faster. Sure, or maybe not we feel slower. like we talk. Maybe we think we're talking fast. But we're not. We're talking Boring. really slow. It's yeah. like it's like LSD time warp. <laughs> yeah, it's not that we're talking faster. It's that our brain is perceiving it slower. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so that's a man. Uh, like like three weeks in a row. So much going on in Star Trek. Uh, right now. Um. Uh, we uh, at the time you're hearing this, uh, we're going to actually be delaying the show. So it's actually only a couple of days since we recorded last. But because I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be on vacation when I come back, uh, um, just a couple of days after you hear this, we'll be able to record again. So like 10 days after you listen to this, I'll be able to tell you my thoughts about I'm going to be seeing uh, um, going to Walt Disney World and seeing uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, which I have not been to uh, since I since it was MGM Studios in 1994. Um, wow. But they uh, they've got a whole shitload of Star Wars stuff there now. Oh, I'll bet. Um, uh, and they're building Star Wars land there. But in the meantime, there's like like a whole bunch of shit. So I'm gonna take pictures and put them up on our feed while I'm there, and and, nice. and give you all the chance to see it. And and when I come back, I'll talk to you about it. But um, there's a few things that I want to do uh, with you today. But as usual, um, before we start the festivities, I want to ask you how was your Trek week? Um, so Trek week, um. I don't like Star Trek anymore. I'm done. Don't watch Star Trek. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> Played that back, and it's like I. It's like the don't. sloth from um. I know. From the zoo, the zoo Zootopia. Yes. <laughs> Shit's so adorable. I love. That's a, sloth. a great movie. Um, it's really anyway, good. Star- it's a lot but, of fun, and I love a sloth. I really but do. But Star Trek. Um, but Star Trek. <laughs> um, I've actually um not. I've been watching some of like original series, I guess, because like I said, okay, I get good. because of the the movie, it made it gave me kind of a hankering for my for my old pals. Um, and we got to watch the one. Um, I think I might have mentioned it last time that because I feel like I just really liked the Cloud City one. Um, I love that episode. Uh, and um, something I have been doing, uh, I feel sort of tangentially, is reading i had gotten this compilation of stories uh the book's called brave new worlds and it's like a compilation of um dystopian futures and i had i got it because it was like on sale and i was like "Ooh, that's a good price and this sounds kind of fun right so i'm i've been reading a lot of these stories and it's so interesting because it's like again it's it's 
I mean, it's almost the antithesis, I guess, of Star Trek in a lot of ways, right? Because it's like it'll pick a thing that like was going on in the world sort of now. Right. And then sort of just like take that to the natural conclusion. Here, here's how everything gets really fucked up. Right. Like, because we take this one thing and we elevate it above everything else. And why that's fucking bad. Like, even stuff that like I would think is good. Like, a lot, like, there's stuff that like I, I personally feel like, yeah, I like, like, there, I think there's this one story that was particularly chilling to me that was like about, um, like Christian fundamentalists and taking that to the extreme. Like, if that became, the the norm and it was all about you know saving lives to the point where you know if a a baby is born they can do tests on it they have the technology to see if she's like fertile or not and if she's not they drown the baby in a baptism it's like really some fucked up shit it's called a terminal baptism it's, called a terminal baptism. it's horrible and i'm like God, I, I try i try see, that's I, how that shit can be yeah. scary you guys come on but then there's ones like that and that's sort of because i tend to not I don't know anybody, I guess, that's like, Christian fundamentals are great. The crazy ones, the far reaches of everything are awesome. They know what's up. Um, I think generally most people think that, like, yeah, that shit's extreme. Like, fucking calm down. But there's another one that is, like, something, like, that occurred to me. is like, this would be awesome. Where it's, like, a, a future where, um, like, we've conquered, like, science has conquered effectively death. Right. And the cell, the, the, the cell decay that eventually leads to death. Right. Um, and so there's like you, you and everybody has access. Right. Like, so it's not even like a class thing. It's not like, you know, you have to be rich in order to to get it. You get the stuff and it's like a it's a physical renewal. You get it every so often. Everything's great. However. <laughs> right. Well, if that's true, then that means you can't like you can't really procreate right because nobody's dying which means overpopulation is is a legitimate and valid concern and they put something in it that makes women like that's like a sense of, like essentially a birth control right but so then they're like in the story there are these women who just like they just they want to have a child you know and like that are, there's nothing fucking wrong with that you know what i mean like i think we can all agree there's nothing wrong with a woman wanting to have a baby right but like in this world in order for her to do that like she can't take the stuff that would you know rejuvenate her and she's got to like go into hiding and they have like police that like like find them out that search them out and like kill them and their children and it's like that is fucked up. You know, it's worth pointing out, though. <laughs> I mean, and and I don't want to, I, I don't want to get political because I know that that's a lot. Like, you know, we have people on both sides. I we have a very good friend who's incredibly far right, and I have very good friends who are incredibly far left. Neither of whom I really agree with. Um, uh, <laughs> who, who like this show, and and this show should be a safe place for everyone to listen to. Uh, that um, that being said. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I think that I and, and there there are a couple things. There are a couple things there. One um, about the Christian fundamentalist thing. I just want to come out as you know, despite my love of the word fuck, uh, as somebody who does you know identify as himself as a Christian. I want to say that I hate the term Christian fundamentalist because the what we call a Christian fundamentalist is not the fundamentals of Christianity. Oh, agreed. Was, most of but them, but I think are, we all know that, do we not? I would, I would rather call them like a, a Christian extremist or something like that, because like, like the the term fundamentalist <laughs> has always like bugged me because okay. they are not 
fundamentally. Because I don't, because you, you're like, that's not fundamentally Christian, what they say. Yeah, like what they're saying, like they, they're, 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 they're like anti-fundamental. Fundamental. The other thing I want to I want to bring up is um, it's interesting you should say that because if you look at the math, we say, and because and, you said something when you were talking about it, you said, you said well, and here population control is a real big deal because no one's dying. And, you know, so here's something to be scared the fuck about. Um, even if I were to go, this is ridiculous by most people's accounts. Even I, as a Christian, um, don't subscribe to the idea that the earth is only 5,000 years old. Although there are Christians out there who believe that. So, okay, let's say the earth is 5,000 years old. All right. Let's just say that. And that humanity's only been on earth for 5,000 years. Okay. Can we they, so to start our, our, our equation with that? It took the whole of 4,940 years to get the world to 3.5 billion people. And it took the next 50 years to get the world to 7 billion people. Now, let's think about that just for a second in terms of population being an issue. It's a little scary to think about the fact that when our parents were born, there were half as many people on the planet. Wow. That it took the whole of human history to get there and this long to get here. Yeah. Um, so it really at this point, whether or not our like whether or not we were dying is even like it would expand the problem, but only like really double it. Like like we're we're in trouble if we don't come up with some other stuff. But I did read about something this week that we, was kind we of are. Cool. And I actually oh sorry, go ahead. Well, I, it's it, it, the issue being anybody who lives around here, because you and I both live in, you know, very near some urban areas. Right. We live mm -hmm. like 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 pretty close to like one of the major cities in the world and only an hour away from another major city of the world. And we just if we drive up from our houses every hour, we're hitting one of the major cities in the world. Right. So I just go D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York. You know, you just kind of keep going and going on all the way up to Boston. Mm -hmm. But in between those cities, it's just tons of fucking space. We're not going to run out of space. We don't need to go to the Jetsons. Like space no, is I not going the, to be an I issue. Think the, I don't think it's space. It's, it's, it's going a resources be resources. issue, and it's yeah. because we don't manage them. Here's some, something else that happened that, that occurred to me as Trek News. Um, you know how Mr. A is, is much more into looking at the things on the internet like you are, um, and it just tends to make my soul hurt. Um, but he he showed me this thing. I don't know if you'd heard about it. It's called Super Meat. Yeah, that's oh, that's so funny. That's exactly what I was bringing up. Like, and I that think was my whole point. So, that was I my, think it's so I was segueing cool. into Super Meat. Like, That's exactly I'm, what I was talking about. I think about. it's exciting because I feel like Superbait occurs to me as as absolutely a solid step in the direction of replicators. In, oh, in the direction that, and, of, of, of solving world hunger, everybody has food. With, and if you look at and if you the, look at the, the amount negatives. of space and shit, if you look what cows are doing, like the greenhouse effect caused by cows is way more than caused by cars. Like it's a, it's a huge deal. Oh it's yeah. Like, it's and and they're taking up the rainforest for cow pastures, blah 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 blah. Yeah, like, like there's any number of like like that this would solve uh, like so many. And, yeah, and I feel I like it's say, a step in the Star Trek ideal that I want our world to be direction. Well, and if I made it, I made science holds up. Like I haven't the, the 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 stuff I've seen thus far is is really compelling and interesting. Well, like, and of course I made I made the mistake of reading the comments where mm. like like look I know 
I, I have friends who are vegan. You know, uh, uh, Liz, Liz Taylor, Liz Christmas, Liz Christmas, whatever you want to call her. She who who's like a friend of our show and is in our movie is vegan. My mother is vegan. Um, they're great people, and the, and then most of them are really incredibly reasonable. Um, the unreasonable vegans, um, who are not representative of all vegans, they are not vegan fundamentalists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would call them, though, isn't that? I don't know why we call yeah. like the the extremist of any group fundamentalism. Yeah. Not sure what that's but, about. But, but they were jumping into the comments like going. You're still stealing the cells of the cow in order to in order to duplicate. Oh, come it. on! I was like, really, really, really. Let's just steal the cow ste- cells of the, one of the cows, cows on death row, who's going to be my steak tonight. And, right. Yeah, steal their Here's cells. the thing. I, you know what? You know what? Here's what I would say. How about you sit down and you ask the cow, and and you basically, <laughs> I'm no, I'm I'm being absolutely fucking serious right now you get the little boople thing that would like take a, a skin sample you have that yeah, in look, one look, i'll hand. be i'll be the cow i'll be the cow go ahead so i'm presenting you mr cow here's the thing i have i have this little thing here in my right do hand. i have you like see? a translator on where i can talk or do i just um, know no it's really i think it's it's verbal and like right. you know visual cues which is hard to do on, on you know this. so my right hand i've got this little boople thing that's just gonna take it's just gonna be a take little tiny little skin sample okay? my other hand i have a huge fucking cleaver and i'm gonna just cut you up and eat you what thoughts what would you rather because i'm a fucking cow <laughs> right like i don't know what the fucking cleaver is here's the thing no okay you know what Fine. I get we your kill point. one no, 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 more I, cow I'm in the just, name of science. We I'm just kill being the cow funny. in just, front of the I'm other just cow, kidding. scarring just kidding. it for life. But now it knows that the cleaver is an instrument of death. And yes. then we give them both choices. And I'm going to guess. You're a fucked up farmer. I'm, I'm going to guess like, that cow. Like, here's the thing. I love animals. You're, you're deliberately. I, yeah, like you. Farmer Alexia is deliberately psychologically like damaging, damaging her first. cattle. Like, 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 like you I'm want saying, them to know that they're going to die beforehand. <laughs> like, like, you see, you see what happened to Bobby over there? That's Guess you. what? It's going to be you. It's going to be you. It's going to be you, I feel like, I, you know what? I'm not so certain, right? You say that it's a cow and it doesn't know. And I'm not so certain. I don't know. Like, I, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. I love animals and, and I, I feel very connected to them. I like, I have, I have really good mo- like mojo with animals, generally speaking. And I feel like they're, if they saw those two things, one of them would look more pleasant to the eye and the other would look scarier, I agree. you know, and it would just be like, you know, how about that thing? You just do that. It's cool. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, yes, that's I just do, ridiculous do, that, that somehow you're still, that somehow this could be worse or the yeah. same. As. No, no, the, the point, the point being, look, like, like in aggregate, you're saving way more cows. And if people, people are going to want to eat meat. And if you can make this appetizing and delicious and also nutritious and also better for the earth and better for the cows. And I don't have to kill an animal it. to do it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Like, but you know meantime, what, if it was me, I would have like a pet cow because they're fucking adorable. They are. They are. They're I'm so- going to move on from cows to Star Trek. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, but the Star Trek part there, right, is that they're, the you, you're having, you have the meat. You have food and it's being like made like it's it's not the same thing as the you know replicator yet where there's, you know, basically we'll get there. Re- but I feel like it's a step in that direction, it, like scientifically speaking. Yes. And that's fucking cool and exciting. And I do, and I wonder, you know what I mean? Like if they would even be on to this if it weren't for Star Trek, much like a lot of the the advancements we have in technology. 
Oh sure, yeah. I mean, I think that I think you can point out any number of things that that like my 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 son today was looking at me and saying and saying, "Do you think that when uh, that when Nanny, which is what he calls his grandmother, was alive, or she is still alive? She's but, but when she was a little girl, um, that she would look at an iPhone and think it was from the far future, like like an impossible item?" And I actually was able to say, "No, she wouldn't think that. She'd go, oh, like that's from Star Trek.'" Because mm-hmm. that's where we got a lot of the ideas. Yeah. Speaking of Star I mean, Trek, I mean, I'm so you think, excited. I'm, you think I'm bad about animals? What I would do to a child if I had one? No, I wouldn't actually do this. But maybe this is why I don't have children because I would want to do like a scientific experiment. And you'd want to clone the child so that no. you could eat them without hurting them. Oh um, wow! No, but that's an idea. No. Right. I have, I have, I have a game. I'm, for se- I'm being serious, and I'm throwing out the implant because this is what I do. Yes, if I know. If you took a child oh and God. you raised them, and I got this idea because of Stranger Things. You got 30 seconds. Fine. <laughs> so in last, Stranger Things. Hey, I'll, let, I'll let everyone here who's listening peek behind, peek behind the curtain. Last episode, I had to edit out like 10 minutes because we just went off like on a total tangent. And eventually I was just like, hey, stop. <laughs> but I will, give you, I will give you your 30 seconds to talk about eating children. Go. Okay. Eating children. Str- on Stranger Things, you've got this show that was done now but all of the stuff that you see in it is is period specific so what if you isolated a child this is very possible to do in today's day and age because not everybody has to go to public school and you're not going to spoil stranger things for me are you no all right go ahead but you should fucking watch that because it's amazing um so you basically you sequester your child at home and you make sure that all they have access to is like the stuff we grew up with like in the 80s and the programming that you have on for them is stuff from the 80s or Stranger Things. Um, and then when they go out into the world, once they're like grown up enough, you like take them out in the world. It would be like going, would be like going to the future. Wasn't this a it? fucking Brendan Fraser movie? Was it? I, wasn't there a wasn't there a fucking Brendan Fraser movie where he like grew up with like with like the 50s and a bomb shelter? Oh yeah, I think there was. Yeah, it was a fucking Brendan Fraser movie. Brenda Fraser needs you as Wouldn't his agent. Wouldn't it be fun though? I see because I feel Fraser like needs if someone else I was a kid and I grew up like that, and then I woke up like and I came out and and we have what we have now, like with the phones and the, all the connectivity and the media. Like I think it would be like and exciting. Yet, what we're doing, and yet the biggest the biggest gift for us this Christmas is going to be when they come out with the little Nintendo. Like, yeah, but, like as far as, <laughs> as far as we fucking get, we're like I still want 1985 though, man. I really I still, do. Like, like if I if I ever have quite enough money, I'm gonna get a sit down Miss Pac Man machine. I promise you. Oh, I promise man. you. Man, at one point in my life, that there will be, be a tabletop Miss Pac Man. You will come to my house and I'll go look what I got. It, it's I wished for this for like 15 years, and one day it'll happen. I'm gonna move on to something right, Star Trekky. I have on. a game for us uh, before we move on to all the tons of Star Trek stuff and all the discussion we're gonna have. But the game I have is one we played before. Um, with uh, credit where it's due, this is. Uh, uh, produced by Mad Libs, and this is an advertisement for Mad Libs where we comment on Mad Libs by showing how great Mad Libs is. We are in no way plagiarizing Mad Libs at this point. We're showing you <laughs> by example of this wow. one. And you're worried about me talking are. about my experiments on children. Yes. Mad Libs. Mad Libs. Something you should buy. Mad Libs is great. We love Mad Libs. Okay. Uh, welcome to Starfleet Academy. <laughs> uh, give me a verb, please. A verb. Verb. What are verbs again? Really? Nouns? It's action words. No, no, like, like, fuck and suck and 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 lick. They're not nouns. Really? <laughs> That's a verb. Give me a verb. A verb. Um, yeah. Leaking. That's not a verb. That's an adjective. Leak or right, leak. To leak, whatever. 
Like uh, the person uh, is leaking. Now, fucking. now, Wait. now, give me a verb ending in ing, which makes an adjective. Oh well, then put make that one leaking, and then and then make the other one fuck. All right, all right. Uh, give me a plural noun. More than one noun. More than one noun. Yes. Two different nouns. No, just one. Just a plural. <laughs> a noun, I know. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because you earned it. Go for it. Noun. Um, 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 I'm really bad at this. I'm. I don't. Yeah, you were decisions. so much better last time. I don't make decisions well. I told you. Um. Uh. Um. Uh. Wax strips. Wax strips. All right. And give me your favorite number. Nine. Nine. I was gonna say sixty-nine, but okay. Uh, give me another noun. Any noun. Balloon. Balloon. Give me a, a type of liquid. Come. Come. And an adjective, please. Mm, sticky. Sticky. All right. A verb and the same verb. So give me a verb that I'm going to repeat twice. Oh, a verb that you're going to repeat twice. Uh, um, skulk. Skulk and skulk. And a noun. A noun. Job of the hut. Job of the hut. An article of clothing. Song. And a color? Hot pink. Almost done. An adjective. What's going to be? What's going to be? What's going to be? Adjective. Adjective, adjective, adjective. Steamy. Steamy. Another adjective? Um, um, another adjective. Uh, oh, many good ones. Dizzy? Dizzy. Three more. Plural noun? Galoshes? Two more. Celebrity. Any celebrity. Or someone you know. But let's make it something that's funny for everybody who's listening. Celebrity. Celebrity. Um... Chris Pine. Uh, someone else. Why? Was that too Cuts. appropriate? Another uh, one. Go more random. Go pop culture, not Star Trek. Oh, pop like I don't a Trump. Trump. All right. And finally, a plural noun. Last one, ladies and gentlemen. Last, oh, one, last for one for Star Trek Mad Libs. Buy Star Trek Mad Libs at your local store. It's good for you to go do check out Star Trek Mad Libs. They have not officially sponsored our show. Um. But they've certainly, uh, uh, this is our comment on them. Go ahead. Plural noun. Anal beads. Anal beads. Please do not send us a, a cease and desist. Uh, this is a parody of Mad Libs. <laughs> this is the Mad Libs parody where we take it and we do not what they intended because we are paradising Mad Libs. Here we go. <clears throat> we are parad- is that a word, paradising? Yes. Before you set your phasers to fuck. You've got a lot to do before leaking Starfleet Academy. First of all, you have to leave your old wax strips behind. If you're going to spend nine years in space, you'll need to start with a clean balloon. Second, (laughs) get ready to work. It's not all exotic, sticky aliens and Romulan cum. You you need to skulk and skulk hard. Eventually, you'll be divided into groups and given a job of the hut. That determines the color thong you'll have to wear. Pray you don't 
get a, you don't get a hot pink one or you're as good as steamy. But life at Starfleet Academy is, is not dizzy all the time. You meet all kinds of uh what did I write this? Lots of I can't read this. I can't read her own. Why you can't read your own fucking writing? What was the plural noun? <laughs> I, okay, I'm just going to say colostomies because I don't know what it was. And remember, hot shots such as James T. Kirk and Trump have passed through these anal beads. You could be next. Welcome <laughs> to Starfleet Academy. It was galoshes. Galoshes. It's colostomies. I think it was. I think it was galoshes. It was galoshes. Colostomies. I don't know how you must have written galoshes to get colostomies out of that. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So okay. So on to actual colostomy, like a procedure though. It's a thing you get as part of a procedure. Um, okay. It's a colostomy I've... bag though, right? Like that's. Yes. Not... It's 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 okay. part of the colostomy. So that is a noun, but I don't think colostomy in itself is a thing. It, it is. Or is that what you guys as nurses colloquially call a colostomy bag? No, no, no. The any all right, a stoma is a stoma is anything that uh, that is uh, an inside tube that comes to the outside and then and so colostomy is a piece of your colon that sticks out that sun that allows the other parts of your colon. It's actually really like effective. Anyway, let's go on to more <laughs> fun things. Thank um, you for the, the the little um you know biology lesson in the middle. Hey, <laughs> did you know that we are missing? Like the greatest thing, the greatest thing right now in Las Vegas. What is? Why I don't want to know. You're gonna make me sad, aren't you? Right now in Las Vegas is like the biggest Star Trek convention, like of all time, happening right now. Yeah. Right now, and we're missing it. It's all happening right now. But I'm gonna bring some of that to you and to our listeners. Um, we are going to discuss today. Um. Uh, according to uh, the audiences there in uh, in the the Star Trek uh, convention in Vegas, what is it called? It is called uh, Star Trek Vegas. A lot Star Trek Las Vegas, I guess, is what it's called. Um, so uh, um, among the news we want to talk about, uh, I want to start with uh, two lists that these uh, audiences have come up with: uh, the top ten best and top ten worst episodes ever in star trek dun, okay dun, dun. so let's start with start top 10 best episodes in star trek and we'll see if you think they uh they belong there uh number 10 the magnificent ferengi on uh on deep space nine um the plot of which as we all remember is uh moogie has been canceled uh canceled canceled huh? uh kidnapped <laughs> And uh, and they have to get together all the Ferengi, like in the Magnificent Seven, to uh, save her from the evil Dominion. I love this episode. I think it is not all the Ferengi episodes work, but among the Ferengi episodes, it is probably the best. Would you say it's the best one that there was? It was just a plain old Ferengi episode. Um, no, I think my favorite Ferengi episode is the one where mom wants to is like wearing clothes and oh that's good too. money i think that one's better than this honestly yeah i it's i agree with you although it, i eh, what i like about this one is i love the magnificent seven it's a great film and i also just love that you see what i like about that ferengi is they're all different you have nog who's you know the starfleet ferengi you've got you know quark who's your typical ferengi you know nog who's your atypical or rom who's your atypical ferengi um you've got uh brent fda you know who's there is your like you have all the characters there and then the the great bit at the end where the guy's dead and they reanimate his body and he's kind of like walking around they're controlling him by remote control 
is it's it's a brilliant episode. And it's got Iggy, Iggy Pop in it. Um, number nine, an Enterprise episode in a mirror darkly. Um, where, uh, and this is interesting for, uh, it, it's such a great episode for so many reasons. Uh, the first of which being, um, unlike all of the mirror universe episodes, there is no connection to the actual universe. And so by doing that, they gave it, if you remember the opening credits were all dark. So instead of all the yeah, exploration stuff and, and that was the t- coolest part about, I mean, that was like, cause I usually don't like to watch the, the credits or whatever, because that horrible song. But I, that was the only time I did was for those yeah. the mirror episodes. And then, of course, it takes place. Uh, it takes place. It doesn't like take place in a Tholian web on like a Constitution class starship from uh-huh. the original series. Yep. It's like it's it's everything you want. It's ever and it's four season. It's four season uh, Enterprise where like it started getting good finally, and then it gets canceled. Um, uh-huh. uh, I at first I rebelled against this episode at first because you you know I like continuity and I'm all into that. And I did find it was hard to watch the episode for me um, in that I wanted to see the connection to the regular characters. I like. Yeah, I think that was my my only beef with that episode. Like the the, the, I think it was actually a two parter, but I like because it was I was like, I like seeing the mirror universe and I and I really enjoyed how they changed the credits and everything um, and what we saw. But by that same token, like it's it's hard because it's like, why am I watching this? Like what's. It's just like randomly happening. Like we're just we're gonna show you a different show now. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of how it felt when there wasn't any link to to the show that we were watching. It seemed but by off. doing that, you got to have the credits. I mean, that's the thing. By doing that, right? You got to have the credits. Just... And I think also, I, I I think it frees them. It freed them up in a way that the other mirror universes ones uh, weren't. Right? Plus, because- Hoshi is fucking great in that episode. She's so great in that episode. Like she, cause she like ends up being, remember at the end, she ends up being like the worst of the worst, like the biggest badass on the ship. She like, like it, the last person in the world who in the regular universe, you would expect to be able to do it. And she is like, she is the most like, I, it's, it's, a, it really does invert the show and shows like the quality of the writing on the show. So I'm going to give that to it. Uh, number, uh, coming in at, uh, number eight is balance of terror. Um, the original season, the ris- original series episode, um, I mean, it's the Romulans. Um, it um, is, uh, it is, I mean, let's, let's face it. It's, it's, it's a submarine movie, right? I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's, uh, I guess, but I mean, it's, it's fuck, it's fucking great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you were, if you were to do a list of, of, of top 10 original series episodes, I think this would end up like in the top five of the original series episodes. It's just, you know, there's, there are, there are episodes that won't play as well today. There are episodes that will not play as well to non-fans. There are episodes that will not play as well to, to... I think you could still take Balance of Terror, and I think you could go, look, the makeup and the music's going to be a little dated and just be ready for that. But you could put almost anyone down from a nine-year-old to a 90-year-old in front of that episode with just a little bit of a disclaimer of of, of, of give it a second um, and let your mind adjust to the difference in look. And it would still play as a compelling fucking piece of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... a brilliant brilliant episode agreed agreed absolutely number seven chain of command which i guess is part one and two um really more for part two i would say um it's uh it's there are four lights oh god yeah um the first part's good where where picard has to leave the enterprise but really what makes no, the episode it's good the, it's it's the torture sequence it's the it's the in captivity 
the, it's the acting. It's an episode yeah. that was that was that uh, the only next gen episode to get a uh, a warning beforehand. Um, really, I did not know that. And an episode that was singled out by Amnesty International as being an important piece of television. Wow! Because of the way that it portrayed the uselessness of torture and and what is going on and why torture is not effective and but it like as oh a, yeah it's 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 fantastic like this Brave New Worlds. There's a story that I just read in it um, that is all about a future like where we like we have like there is a profession for torturing like enough terrorism has happened right that there's it's not only permissible but there's like guidelines and there's if, if there's tools to make it you know make them more present whilst being tortured and like you hear the voice of the like it's like told sort of from a first person perspective of one of these artists you know uh and i just thought that was so it's like so dark and and creepy and ah uh, they talk about how they can do it for years and it's just fucked up and and how sometimes they just think of nothing and sometimes you know and you got to be careful because sometimes they'll say things that aren't true you know yeah. it's just like then well, why and is I, good <laughs> well and i think i think that it's you know ultimately not only not only is it horrible um uh but it's I think it's it's just it's, I, I think it's an episode I think it's great needs- Star Trek, right? It's that it's it's that taking something that we talk about because, like, I know me personally, um, like me and Mister A are kind of different in this way. Like, I tend to I tend t- toward like vigilanteism and like, well, if yeah. we know they've done something, like, yeah, fuck them and you know, fuck all the things and we'll do do bad things in the name of good. Um, like, I'll have a tendency to be, like, righteous and, and stuff like that, where he, you know, is just, no, that's just wrong. There's no reason to ever do something fucked up or, you know, against, you know, certain rights and, like... Well, I mean, and I think you do get into the question of, of you know, you know the the needs of the many versus the, the, the needs of the few, you know? Right, that's think- what I'm saying. Like, I think there's... Th- th- what's interesting about that argue, that discussion, right, and that's what's so great about Star Trek is is not is not necessarily to to say one way or the other or to what like it's it's to explore the thing right yeah it's it's to say listen let's let's take a real long look at whatever this thing is that we're all talking about or that is on you know the social mind and and talk and let's let's have those conversations and let's do it in a way that's safe so like we can all it's in the future it's not us it's not them we're not we're not decrying against anybody nobody's the bad guy here you know because like, i think that has a tendency to shut people off like in our society and that's what's so great about you know science fiction is its ability to to not be demonizing anybody now well and right? what's great and what's right. great uh, and what's great about discussion <laughs> well, what's great about about star trek in particular because ds9 uh, we'll get there, but uh, let's remember this conversation we had about Chain of Command because it's going to come back later. Um, number uh, six, uh, a Deep Space Nine video, uh, or, or video uh, episode, The Visitor. <laughs> um, be get get ready, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, cry and want to call your parents to tell you you tell them you love them. Um, where uh, where Captain Cisco disappears and Jake Cisco as he morphs into Tony Todd grows grows old and only gets to visit with his father every couple of years for just a few minutes. Um, this episode is one of two in Star Trek that fucking wrecks me. Yeah. It like at the end, I literally have called my dad probably six or seven times. <laughs> over the course of being a dad. Hey man, 
No, I'm just checking in on you, man. How you doing? <laughs> Justin, right. did you watch that episode of Star Trek? Yeah, Does so he know good. at this point? <laughs> when he gets, I, like, I don't know that I've ever told him that's the reason why. But damn, if I can't get to the end of that episode without wanting to call my dad. Because it's just like, hey, man, listen, um, I got a cold. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. I just, I just, I allergies. I gotta go. <laughs> like, I, just, I just wanted to hear your voice. Is everything um, okay, son? Yeah. You know, I just, I just, I love you. You know. And Tony Todd has come out has saying that of everything he's ever done, including Candyman, including Kern, including like it's one of the things he's proudest of is that episode. Oh, he should um, be. And Absolutely. with good reason. He's brilliant. With good reason. He's fucking brilliant in it. He's and he's always pretty good. But he's always his, the characters I've only ever seen him play. Always, it's either like really cool, they're really scary, or really Kern. And this one is there's so much subtlety, and I, I'm sure he could always have done that. I'm sure if I went to see certain theater oh, performances, yeah. I would have seen it. But that they don't generally cast him to do those things. No, um, and it was it's all it was awesome yeah, to see awesome him get to do that. I don't think anyone's going to argue with number uh, with number five on the list. Next gen episode, yesterday's Enterprise. Um. I would call that it's not my favorite episode of Next Gen and and we're all good we'll talk for a moment about episodes that didn't make this list but it is a perfect episode of Star Trek. Like it is not the best episode but if I were to sit down and say hey you know what Star Trek can kind of do like like science fiction like it, it's really science fictiony it's also really emotional it's got a lot of continuity to it it's really well acted it's it's like it's alternate universe stuff I mean what do you think? Which one is this? Yesterday's Enterprise. You want to tell me the plot? Because I don't sure. know the titles like you do. <laughs> oh, yesterday, Yesterday's Enterprise, only the episode where the Enterprise C does not get destroyed um, uh, defending uh, defending the Klingons against the Romulans. Oh, okay. They're That's what I thought it was, but I wanted to be alter, sure. Uh, altering the timeline when suddenly the Federation is warlike and everything is terrible and everyone's going to be destroyed and Guinan, because she can detect things, figures out that it, that that it's all wrong. It shouldn't be this way. And this should be a ship of hope. And, uh, and a uh, Tasha Yar that you have not seen since her death in season one decides that she has to sacrifice herself in a way that nobody will ever remember and will never come up again. Um, by going, <laughs> by, by going back in by, by going back in time and setting all things right. Um, it is a tragic and wonder. It's just like, it's such good sci-fi, you know? Yeah. What I, mean? I mean, there's so, Yes, there's so many good things to be had there. And I think I think this episode actually is, as I, I, I believe I've said in the past, um, is my favorite uh, representation of a female captain in Starfleet and and was the captain, captain I took Garrett, yeah and was the captain I wanted to see in Star Trek and that and, and was the captain that got me excited when Voyager came out because I was like she's gonna be like that and it's gonna fucking rock um and then she wasn't which pissed me off um uh, because that's what I wanted to see I think she perfectly embodied and Kate Mulgrew could have fucking done that by the and way she that's what I'm saying like Kate Mulgrew is absolutely capable of being that woman of being a, or of a, a woman of similar ilk you know what I mean? And it's just not how they wrote her. And it was it's so bizarre because clearly they couldn't. I guess they could only do it in a short little side. They're like, well, if we're just, it's just why the episode we can do it. It's fine. But we don't know how to do that long term. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure why when we get to Voyager, they, that's not the captain we get, but, um, or the kind of captain that we get. But yeah, I love, I love her. Uh, she's phenomenal. She makes me happy. Like, I, it's it's one of those things from from a woman perspective when you see um 
it's it's the kind of thing that you look up to and that like makes plus you, you got yar being happy. strong in that episode yeah plus you got guinan being a lot of strong female characters who are being strong female but also not like being you know like oh i'm strong it's, it's not it's not sarah connor no. learning how to yeah, not be a waitress not a like they're strong because they're strong yeah, they're, they're just they're, and they're Sarah making Connor T1, by the way. Sarah Connor T2 is great, but Sarah Connor T1 is a, a feminine woman learning to be strong. You know, this is they're strong because they're fucking strong. Like, yeah, I are. guess they just I mean, it's not even about the strength to me. Right. They're just there. There's complexity there. You know what I mean? There's there's nuance there. It's not this. Sim- it's not as simplistic as as exactly we get sometimes. So yeah, you get to see that and you get to see them struggle like a person does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, people. Weird. I know women are just people. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. Um, they can't be people. They have boobs. <laughs> How can right? they be people and How also they have people those and have boobs? That doesn't. How can they have you? those things on the front? And they of have this badge, and we don't think that's. For but they were either. when they were kids. They didn't have those things, and then they grew those things. Weird. How can that possible anymore? Be yes, no, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I I love that episode for sure, and 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 all of the people that are on her crew, um, that know what we've got to do, including Shooter McGavin. Yes, he was great though. I love Shooter McGavin. He's great in the episode. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no, no. Um, number number four. Um, a mock time. Uh, Spock is suddenly emotional and upset. Must be taken back to Vulcan. Uh, to oh, battle Kirk. Indeed. Yes. Um. I don't know if it's the best. It's iconic. I mean, I think it you got it. It's, 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 I don't know. It's a good episode. I think but it's, it's, it speaks. It's so a number of things are happening. In that it episode. is the most Star Trek. It like, like we're, it, we're seeing yeah. a, uh, an aspect of a, um, an alien race that we have been familiar with for some time. Right. So it's, there's that element of like, Wow, we thought Shit, we knew I Vulcan. Think you just singled in on it because but, because what I love so much about Star Trek is you get to explore what the alien races are and what they're about and their culture. Is this the first time in Star Trek that you really like kind of fairly got to do that? I I believe so because like, he's been on the crew and we've you, know, you had Spock and you know we have this idea of what you know Vulcans are like we understand to some extent, but I think this is the first time like this is something that they don't. They don't talk about that's not known outside of Vulcan. And because of the circumstances, we wind up getting a window into it and participate. And, and this, is, this is an episode that lays the groundwork for all the great Klingon stuff, all the great Ferengi stuff, all the great Cardassian stuff. Yeah. It's this episode that says, hey, look, you've gotten to know this one. Now look at everything behind it. Yeah. So um, see how that is fleshed out. That Yeah. Culture. Um, we can explore that for sure. I, I definitely think so. That's 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 and and the relationships are compelling. Certainly. Like as and, well. And, and Spock smiles and yells, Jim at the end, which gives you insight to him. Which, yes, and that always like, gives you flutters. That's not, that's, not, that's not like an early like mistake, like where Spock is sort of shouty and smiley in in, in the pilot. This is this is deliberate. This is Spock does yes, not do no, that. This is yes, this is him and he and he clamps down on it almost immediately. We're peeling back the curtain for a second. He realizes that he's yeah. just had this emotional outburst, right? And it's so it's that's what's so great is when you see those because yeah. 
like Silent Bob, man, because he doesn't talk very much. Oh, he does. You get so excited. That's brilliant. Because he doesn't, hero. you know, show emotion most of the time. Like when he slips up because something was was enough of a big deal, right, to get an emotional reaction. It's like you love that shit. It's you live for it. <laughs> Number three. And in my opinion, the best episode of all of Star Trek. Um, and a lot of people agree with me. Some people don't. Clearly, these people don't. Number three, the inner light. Um, Captain Picard is hit by an alien probe where thereby he lives out the life of another man all the way through old age and death. Um, of like a dead civilization, right? So um, this is this is like a living memory of a, of a, of a species, essentially. What this episode has is one... It is of all the episodes of Star Trek, I will say it doesn't make me as emotional as the visitor, but it also makes me weep. Um, it is it is the most beautiful of all the episodes. It is the first episode of Next Gen I showed to my son. Um, oh, really? It is. Uh, it is. I feel like there's kind of a poetry to it as well, and, if that makes sense. And as good as Shatner ever was, and as good as any of the captains ever were, um, Patrick Stewart in the Inner Light is one of the great performances in filmed in, in filmed entertainment in my opinion in filmed them <laughs> yeah no it seems like yeah, if, no it's, at any he, point where anybody ever turned on a camera to capture a performance the inner light is got to be top 20 like like it's uh, i think it's up there with like some of the greats of 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 cinema i think it's it's it is i i i don't i can't say enough about this episode the music is I mean the like I I put together a playlist that my kids go to sleep to every night and that that flute da 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 da, da like mm-hmm. that 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 is on there like mm-hmm. every piece of that episode is artistry. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean by it's almost like poetry. It's this. It's 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 sci-fi and all at once just very human and and like ah I, words I can't really be used to describe it i feel but yeah there's there's something greater going on there than just you know an episode of a tv show i feel like speaking Um, and that's true of all three of the top three and any one of these three could be the number one um number two deep space nine in the pale moonlight uh the opposite thesis of chain of command where chain of command says says there's certain things you just don't do where in the pale moonlight says sometimes you sometimes, sometimes you, you gotta do, do fucked up shit because the ugly shit because it's um, in service to what you believe is right in this episode in this episode uh cisco allows garrick to lead him down the devil's path um as cisco is as a party to espionage and murder and all General sorts of horrible things yeah, in, like, in, in, in the shit. service of the federation and the haunting end of the episode where he looks right at the camera and says, I can live with it. Um, yeah, no, this shit's fucking good. It's, like, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's that idea of here's something that we don't like to, that we don't like to talk about, but let's not pretend that it's not something that we should be talking about. Yeah. And that there's a conversation to be had there. That it's not. It's like it's. It would be nice if the world and if life was was this simple, cut and dried thing that um, I think moralistically we all would like it to be, right? Because that would make it easier. Uh, the reality is so much more complex, 
and it's you know what I mean it's it's a way to to try to relate to people that maybe you couldn't before yeah that it's you don't want Garrick to be right in this episode and for those of you who aren't Niner fans and haven't seen the episode um I Garrick, who's who's a character that like if you're listening to the show, you should at least know who Garrick is. Um, <laughs> by this point in the series, um, it's all out that Garrick has connections in the in the in the underworld and in and in espionage circles and stuff. And he leads Cisco um, through some horrible, horrible, horrible things. Um, and at the end, kind of makes an argument to Cisco about how Cisco wants to blame Garrick for what happened, but Cisco made the choices himself right garrick presented you with choices and you made the choice and it serves both you to do one thing or another he said i can do this and you said do it and and it serves it serves both as a as a sort of sort of as i don't want to say an excuse but it does serve as as uh an explanation of why sometimes horrible things are necessary because garrick is right but also as a warning um to the that, dangers. Yeah, that you can be yeah, the dangers that you can feel like you're you have the best of intentions, like you're not some evil, terrible person. And that still, and yet and still though, in service to whatever cause you may have, you can be led astray. Because you think that the ends justify the means. And that's Sp- rocky roads man like it's (laughs) spiritually morally you know some shit to be dealt with there and as i invert the concept of of doing something horribly on purpose because it's the right thing to do the number one episode of all of star trek city on the edge of forever um letting someone wonderful die needlessly Mm mm-hmm um, in which this episode again, if you haven't seen this episode, go oh, watch it. Go watch um, shit, um, in in which uh, Kirk goes back in time. To cry a bunch, but watch um, that shit. Kirk goes back in time, unwittingly falls in love with uh, with Edith Killer, um, uh, 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 an unassuming, simple, worthless, pointless nobody who shouldn't matter. And what's the what's the harm in saving her? And it turns out that this one act of saving her is the domino effect is the butterfly effect that causes like Hitler to rise to power mm-hmm. and, and letting her die is what is necessary. And at the end of the episode, and, and what's so heartbreaking about it too is, is, is because letting her die because she has the right mindset, but too soon. Yeah. You know She's what I mean? Like, good. I think that's what makes it. I feel like that's the, the, the most fucked up part about it, right? Because I think that people, generally speaking, I feel like most people, when you sort of say, hey, hey, here's the deal, we can, the world can be completely fucked or we let this person die. And it's like, well, that's, I get it. You know, like it sucks. I don't want that person to die. Um, but I get it, right? Like it's one life versus billions, millions, what have you, right? It's, but it's the idea that the reason we have to let her die, the reason, is because she's beyond us at this at this juncture in time that if she tries to get us to be peaceful now it lets bad guys do bad things because the world isn't ready for it and that is the tragedy of this episode 
in that it went further because this is where this episode ends. Um, uh, it gets really fucking wonky from there. Um, it sounds uh, basically we always joke that it makes it sound like we're transformers because it sounds like this when we're doing it. So, um, uh, I am sorry that there's not more this week, uh, but I hope you enjoyed what you got. Um, I certainly I couldn't just like let it not like like go out there because it's such good stuff. Um, uh, but certainly do uh, certainly you do want to uh, check out. I got a lot of that from trekmovie.com uh, is where I did my research. So uh, you want to look at that. Lots of great stuff there. Um, and uh, we got more coming uh, again. If you have not yet watched the Star Trek or rather the Star Trek, the Trek off movie, uh, you can see it on Amazon Prime uh, for free or you can uh, buy it there if you're not an Amazon Prime member or rent it there for just a couple bucks. Uh, either way, go to Amazon, look up Trek off and uh, and like it helps. It really genuinely helps like in sharing it with your other Trek fans friends who maybe not will not have heard of it and other podcast friends like it really genuinely helps uh for you to do that so please uh check it out it's a movie about us so uh enjoy it all right uh my name is justin trick off oh hey you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to we have a movie there's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.